From the Omega level. The boat has just come in. We've turned it from a spaceship to a fucking boat. We're booting along the galactic seas! Oh, watch out for that buoy! Oh, there's a scroll in that buoy! Welcome to another transmission from the Omega level. I am Riff Simeon. I have here the man, the myth, the legend, the million dollar man, Caffeine Power! Oh shit, it's Caffeine Power, baby! AKA Xavier Thunderkick. And to my right, we pulled him straight from the crypt. We've been keeping him alive for 500 years on Mountain Dew, Mr. Rendar Frankenstein. My brain is filled with science fiction, my blood is full of coffee, and my heart beats in breakdowns. And you may have seen him on a Jenny Craig commercial. <laughs> 300-pound tub-of-lard Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, he says breathlessly, lungs He heaving. looks worse than he sounds, and he sounds you, like You wish shit. you had my lung capacity. Yeah, That's all I'm going to say. Right. It's true. What's, what's going on? We're gearing up for uh, our drive to Toronto tomorrow for Fan Expo, which starts on Thursday. Excuse me. Uh, in the words of J.J. Pinks, excuse me, I believe you mean we're flying to Toronto in a space shuttle. That, spaceship yes, well. that's right. I'm sorry. You can be bad. fucking flying off the fucking side of the road when Bateman's Google mapping the fucking road trip. <laughs> His, uh, I'm good at driving with Google Maps. Bateman's legs don't work anymore due to the uh, immense <laughs> weight he's put them under. So he's got this uh, hand mechanism rigged up that they usually uh, reserve for people who actually have uh, an issue, not somebody that just ate too many goddamn pizza rolls. Uh, I'm Mario Andretti with my hand shifter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of, You're a piece dog. of fucking shit. I'm a good driver, of, and I'm not 300 pounds. You're a bad driver and a worse human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you guys are going. What are your... I'm not going, so I'll, get, I'll interview you. So uh, right. what are your hopes and dreams regarding this trip to uh, Canada? Well, already uh, Bateman shot down my number one dream, which was to see a fucking Jays game. Uh, my favorite baseball player of all time, Frank Thomas, did a little <laughs> tour duty for the Jays. And ever since I've wanted to go to, uh, what's it called, Blue Jay Stadium, Blue, the Blue Jay Arena. Yeah. And I wanted to pick up a Thomas jersey. Uh, we're going to be there. We're leaving tomorrow, which is a Wednesday. We're staying until uh, early Monday. And uh, I wanted to stay an extra night and go to a Jays game. But he said no, so. Why, baby? What the fuck? You can't bring enough insulin it, for that, you <laughs> son of a bitch? <laughs> that's, that's terrible. We're not making fun of people. That <laughs> yes, they are. We're Listen not making them. fun of people They're with bad diabetes. People. Um, You're lose that big toe, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, it's actually, we he's, just got... He's Riff lying. Simeon, Riff Simeon just brought me the news. It's actually called the Rogger Center. See, this is the problem with that, is everything that Rendar just said is absolute bullshit. He oh, just, real, he's lying. True or false? He, if he genuinely wanted to go to a Jays game, I would I would are gladly you, oblige. Are you fucking kidding me? But he's full dude, of shit. The problem is the Jays are fucking out of town. I think they're in New York 
most of the weekend <laughs> the problem. were there. No, the and problem. They, <laughs> but they come back that Monday. The problem is you're, you're, you don't really want to go to a Jays game. I, you can call my brother a liar. Yeah. Why? God damn it! Why don't you think... It's a rare occasion when he tells the truth. Why don't you think I'd want to go to a Blue Jays game? Legitimately. They're in the AL East, which yeah. is a division that I'm interested in. Oh, are uh, you? Bateman only watches bowling and when's he sighs the, dreamily. When's, when's the last time you watched a baseball game? Uh, the other night when the Red Sox were playing the Yankees and they fucking... Uh, Ryan Dempster fucking drilled A-Rod. Now, did you sit down and watch it, or did, watched, it, did it happen to I be on? I watched the whole game. Unfortunately, uh, the Yankees rallied and smoked the Did uh, it happen to be on because what? someone else was watching it? No. Where did you I watch said, it? In fact, I watched it on my DVR because I was out at Jazzercise while it was live, and so I watched it at 4 in the morning okay. after uh, I Even smoked. if that's true, that's still, that's still the exception, not the rule, and you know it. Yeah, How am I supposed to assume that you want to go to a baseball game? You never, you never express interest in baseball. I don't talk to you because you're a piece <laughs> of filth. Why would I ever tell you my real? Plus, I can hear the bullshit in your voice. It's it, once you hear it enough, you can detect it. I Bateman, I have a ser- Are you gonna now? I shouldn't tell our li- listeners. Yeah. Now, Bateman, you've been practicing religiously trying to get into the Olympics for archery. <laughs> You'd be the first wheelchair-bound archer. <laughs> I it saw, start. I saw him watching Hunger Games on right. repeat on Tuesday. <laughs> Four times in a row, he watched that fucking flick. He just kept saying, "Peter's the one, the OTP with Katniss, one true pair." But you want to be Peter, don't you? I used to have a bow and arrow when I was young. Of course you did. You're a cockamamie idiot. It was sort of a. It was sort of like a bootleg bow and arrow, though. Is that how you lost your left eye? It didn't work. It wasn't like one of those sweet bow and arrows you see on like TV that like they actually use. This thing was really bootleg. Well, didn't shoot like I are you gonna have to. anxiety because you can't practice in the Great White North? Your your bowery, <laughs> your archery. I'm already a master. I don't need to practice any longer. Okay, why don't you make a YouTube video of it? I'll for put our an listeners. apple on your head. I'll shoot it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. <laughs> so, guys, I gotta tell you something. What? I think so. As of oh man, it's not showing right now because I was fighting against it, but. I've been trying to cut back on my caffeine because during Boston Comic Con, the Bride of Frankenstein and Buttertick were like, you're going to die young. What? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I've been cutting back a little bit, but I've been drinking a lot tonight for this podcast. So I'm, f- I'm seeing the eyes you're of God. You're feeling it more than normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But How's like, the adjustment to the no that's caffeine? That's what I want to tell you guys about. Dude, I think I could, last week, dude, I could not fucking shit. I could not shit. There was wow. one night. That's a pretty profound impact. Yeah. It was like... It had just like galvanized my intestines into some sort of stone. Did you feel uncomfortable? Like, was your stomach sort of like? Yeah, I could feel it there. And you know what it was? Is I think I wanted to make coitus that night, and I was like, <laughs> I gotta get this fucking shit out of my ass, dude. Like, I so I sat down, and it was one of those ones where like you, I don't. Well, I can't speak for you, but. I just fucking closed my eyes and I just grinded it out, and like you can like feel. It was like I could almost feel like my leathery butthole like <laughs> like swell and i swear to god dude it was like giving birth to a bowling ball with hedgehog thorns <laughs> they're they're called uh, you're thinking of no, por- porcupine and they're called you pros. go for that you almost feel like you're someone giving birth like you go Wait, for like Bateman, the push Bateman. right you close your eyes and you just sort of like they're called porcupine yeah. quills porcupine porcupine quills? Quills. it was and then when you're done you feel like you went through a war like a battle like you're you're, you're drained right 
But that obviously is evidence that you've never been in war. <laughs> and then, What's a figure of speech? I don't after literally that, mean. After I gave birth to my bloodied hedgehog ball of quills, yeah. it just became like... Porcupine! Porcupine shit! It became like a, like a soft serve ice cream, like Froyo extravaganza. <laughs> it was like I had like... Like a hardened butt plug. It was a blah. It was a blah. Yeah. And then after that, it was just a cascade of terror. So oh, that was my good. week. But I feel, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, though. I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it because, like, I'm not as interesting when I don't drink my caffeine. But, like, you know, regular nights I've been cutting back. It fucking, I get headaches, too. Like, last night I was t- feeling terrible. Let me, uh, let me tell you something. Early August. No, early July. I, I quit caffeine for about a week straight cold turkey because nothing, I, right? I, I had nothing for like a week. And I've, I have in the past, yeah, you know, caffeine powered is, you know, that's his moniker. That's his name. Caffe- I also uh, enjoy the caffeine from time to time. Yeah. All, all the time. This kid enjoys just as much as me. But, uh, in, er, and I have, you know, occasionally like a couple times a year, I'll just stop drinking caffeine. Just kind of, you know. Refresh Ooh, myself. Tough guy. No, listen, you're not listening. <laughs> and usually he's a hypochondriac and he freaks listen, out that he's going to die. Can I tell the story, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, I'm having heart palpitations. I better stop drinking caffeine. You're, you're, spoilery, you're spoilering everything. I'm okay. So normally when I quit caffeine, I get terrible headaches and I feel miserable for a couple of days. But early July, I honest to God thought I had finally caffeinated myself into a heart attack. I, I was having like chest pains and I, I, I woke like... I woke up one day and I was having chest pains. Like, oh my god, that's it! I finally fucking dude myself into a heart attack, and so I stopped cold turkey. And I really think my just mortal terror enabled me to not have headaches for that week. Um, <laughs> but I went to the doctor, and they were like, "No, you probably just like tore a muscle or something." So I'm back on. Surprise, I'm, surprise! I've been drinking coffee nonstop again. Rendell's an enormous hypochondriac. I it's it's not an original thought, but. I legitimately feel as though I'm like a heart attack survivor. Like I, for a week straight, I, think, I was having chest pains. I really like feel now that everything's okay. I feel like I went through the, some of the same mental process. That's what's amazing. That, you you convince yourself so so strongly that you right. have it that you literally almost suffer through the mental Dude, anguish of having before, it. <laughs> I, I made my doctor's appointment about it, and like you know, it takes a couple of days because we have a shitty healthcare system up here in America. Uh, ooh, editorial. Uh, any case. Uh, <laughs> By the time Up here, I went who, to are you the ta- doctor, who are you broadcasting in Mexico? Yeah, Viva Mexico. <laughs> okay. uh, in any case, by the time I went to the doctor, I had a bruise like on my chest just from me constantly like feeling my chest. Are you chest. serious? Yeah. Oh I my thought, god. And at what I first, when I first noticed it, part of me was like, "Oh my god, my heart's so swollen that it's creating muscle." Every bruising. summer, you had a great dude. You had a great testicle scare a couple years ago. You want to talk about <laughs> every summer. Rendar kicks dude. back with some sort of life-altering <laughs> ailment. Dude, that's actually true. Like, yeah, I don't, I won't get into details, but for the last few years, every summer, <laughs> I really, I really feel every summer as though something goes fucking terribly awry. And again, like, uh, I feel like, um, I don't know. I hate to think that that it's actually gonna persist. Like next summer, I'm gonna fucking think that I have like kidney stones or something. I don't know. It's, it's terrible. It's no way to live. You have issues. I've got some issues that nobody can. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I got so I got. I noticed another thing. I noticed something about me. Yeah, about you specifically about your writing. I've noticed that ninety-six point three percent of Renda's writing either involves rape, robots, or philandering. <laughs> 
Here's the deal. I'm not going to agree with the rape thing. Yesterday I, was rape. I will say that the uh, I do like robots a lot. I think that they add a lot of hilarity. You got something with cheating on. Spouses cheating on one another. You got to work that out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, That's an interesting point. Yeah, I write a lot of smutty type stuff, I guess. <laughs> You're you know what I've realized? And I will say, I like to write a little a little burst of fiction. You know, a little, a little burst of fiction. A little micro fiction. Something, you know, just fun little piece. And I will say, I will agree that for some reason, on the Monday morning commutes, the fiction I post up there, I, I do it. I don't really edit it a whole lot. I just kind of do it, and then I get on with it. It usually does have some sort of smutty element to it. Uh, robots, rape, uh, I'm a, a lot of fucking around. What's happening is we're just getting a direct line right into your subconscious. Here's the thing. We've, around we've talked there. about before. Like, I like to write about my cock and jizzing lightning and like pulling my butt apart and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like pretty like positive about it. Rendar is... Yeah, I love shooting I lightning loads. Rendar is like Rendar goes into a dark like, place. Wait yeah, a let's let's cue up the Monday morning community. I feel as though a lot of the you don't think you write dark. Well, is it dark though? I I vote I vote we change Monday morning commute to Rendar's dark place. All right, here's only when you do only when you I, I do it though. Maybe put this in the comment section. I gen generally think that the stuff I write before Monday morning commute, even if it's dark, it, it's it's I'm aiming for humor. Humor. I it don't is know. humorous, but it's it, dark, man. You come from like you're like a dirty old man. I would not let my daughter on your lap. Well, that's my niece, bro. So don't, <laughs> talk, about, don't, don't talk about her that way. Join the club. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm not shaking <laughs> Shake your hand, man. You're a piece. I've of already bro. been. I've already been. Hold on. Disallowed from any lap sitting, unfortunately. All right, hold on. I'm just, <laughs> any children's right, lap sitting? I'm gonna read. Oh, I'm gonna God. read the piece for Monday Morning Commute this week, and you guys can. I used to believe in the old better late than never adage, but then there was that time that I was late in delivering that CD with the software update, which told the home health bots to not rape their clients. Boy, oh boy, was Dr. Stephen J. Wunderlust upset with me. And he had good reason, too. The phone lines lit up like a 5th of July hangover, with the receiver screeching out hard details about old folks and invalids being robot raped. Re <laughs> Relentlessly. All right. Until expiration. So, so, so yeah, sometimes it's not okay to be late. What the fuck is your? All right. The week, the one before, first line. <laughs> his wife was banging the mil ma milkman. The uh -huh. one, the one before that. Are you ready? You piece of shit. You rape me. I remember everything. <laughs> oh, hold on. This is not a fucking anomaly. I've noticed these things. <laughs> right, let me go to the next one. I did. Oh. Oh wait. Hold on. The next one's funny. It's short. Little. No. Oh, snap! He just yeah, kicked off Grandpa's time. fucking head! Did you see that shit? Grandpa ain't got no fucking head anymore! <laughs> yeah, I guess you can say it was an eventful 4th of July weekend at Casa de los Brothers Omega. Hold on, I'll find another one. This is not- I am not going to agree You're that- You're not helping your case. This one has nothing- yeah, this- this one has no rape see. in it whatsoever. Oh, you found one out of five! Yeah. You wrote three in a row no, that involved no. rape. Come Bro, on. You guys are only reading the ones that have rape, and therefore... It's you get it. You have to admit there's something scientific. to it. I'm not saying everyone... You've been going, all right, you've been going through a rapey phase last month, then.
All right, this topic involves me. When I go back and I listen to the podcast and I just get pissed off at something someone else said. Last first time, this unofficial segment, it was fucking Riff Diddy talking shit about me, my mom, and my tendency to change my mind about things. <laughs> this time, all right. I believe you had a two-pronged approach response to that. Yeah. Are we getting some multi-pronged approaches uh, here? It might be like a standing jab into a down fierce <laughs> okay. into a dragon uppercut type thing. Is that the combo? Uh, so... This is such a good point. I th- I think I told Rendai about this already. In our last podcast, Bateman dared to fucking join the nerd movement, despite oh. the fact that he was a sellout bitch in high school wearing a varsity jacket, president of the fucking class. You don't know the nerd plight, bro. What are you talking about? That's ridiculous. First of all... Hold on, wait a second. I will, Shut I will. the fuck up, bitch, because you're trying to co-op our feelings, and I don't appreciate it. You have no fucking clue what we lived through. You have no fucking clue. You were banging <laughs> girls in hallways before you had your rascal scooter and you fell apart. You were you were the man, man. You were, ooh, ooh. You were Emilio Estevez in the fucking B-Fest club. I'm just like going to keg parties in the woods and finger banging girls and like fist bump, fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. Like applying to Ivy League colleges. But now, flash forward, 2013, you're a fucking loser. You try to align yourselves with us, who we've always been fucking losers. So hold on, hold on. This is so this is <laughs> Bateman. He's pulling out his IV. He's struggling to stand up out of his fucking rascal scooter. Sit down. He's coming at me. Sit Shit. <laughs> no. All right. So this is, this is, and you know what? I noticed it today too because I was watching a Mick Foley documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Did you see Hell in the Cell? The one with Undertaker. Did you watch it? Yeah. Live. Live. Yeah. You watched it on pay-per-view live. I think so. Right, I don't remember. I see it in his right. I don't remember. So, I, I remember seeing the match. Well, uh, when I, else? I, wait, when else would I have watched it? I didn't it, download it. Was, it. It was ubiquitous coverage. The next night on Raw, they showed it like 800 times. The whole match? Not the whole match. Right. Dude, it's I saw the online. Match. You watched it on YouTube. Okay. What year was it? Uh, 98. YouTube wasn't it. even fucking around. You had it. I fucking watched it, all right? Here's my point. What? In high school, this is my this is see this is my this is my hypothesis and it's, it comes clear I al- now. I already fucking because four hundred pound Bateman he tips his tips his hand now. Bateman in high school he passed as a cool kid. He was oh. a dork who sold out his dork tendencies and he passed. He walks amongst the cool kids, That's and the guilt ate him alive through college. And now we have him varicose vein, five hundred pound insulin pump. Patrick Bateman. Feed bag of Doritos stuck to his dumb. You don't so so don't come at me like you were fucking hanging out on Friday nights playing Tony Pro Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I have <laughs> I have I have a two pronged re- re- response to that. I don't want to hear anything from you. Are you gonna wear your varsity other, jacket? <laughs> other than the fact that a lot of what you're saying is 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 misguided. <laughs> I'm gonna start here. One, I think we everyone when they went through like any sort of feeling ostracized because they like nerd stuff wasn't in high school i don't think you suffered in high school i don't think you suffered in high school any sort of suffering uh, you did squeeze was, me was pre-high school and pre-high school i feel like it was a very different story for me so i i yeah but no 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 yeah i kind of agree okay. but you didn't you you did not broadcast what you like you did and not i know identify. this i know this let me finish boy okay <laughs> no, i'm just kidding because 
Because you're my best friend now. And if I looked at you in high school, I wouldn't have known that you like the cool thing. Well, I mean, the not cool things that you do. No, wait a minute. The day, the day we met <laughs> in, in English class, I was having a lengthy discussion with you it in front like, of the class about Final Fantasy VIII. It was eight. like a secret society meeting. Was he came, up, was he came up to me and he slid me a fucking this piece of paper. Thing. Just because I didn't broadcast, hey, they probably he probably likes that stuff, I didn't downplay it at all. I can't talk to you outside of class, bro. <laughs> I, I, would, I would be very open about it and say that I like those things. Well, just just because I didn't give off the impression that I like those things doesn't mean that I, I tried to hide it. Were you more Emilio Estevez or fucking, uh, what's his name, the nerd? I don't know that. Brian Johnson. No. Oh, Anthony real? Michael Hall. Yeah. Were you real? Were you more Emilio or more Anthony? I would say more, more uh, Anthony. Really? Yeah. Really. In terms of what my what I projected, who I really was. No. What you projected. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, and that's my down. point, dude. You right. passed. Well, this is the thing. I, I this is the like thing. A loner who was misunderstood, yet I was at the Hold top on. of the social hierarchy. Yeah. I only knew Bateman from, from pictures on the wall, like captain of the wrestling team, <laughs> fucking president of his class, so I would never have expected any of this from okay. back then. Listen you know, to like, this. From the outside. Yeah, I know. No, I, I understand that. Patrick, listen. smell my fingers, Bateman, as they called you in high school. I, but I, that, that image wasn't manufactured is the thing. Maybe maybe I have a, a different side to me, and that's okay. It was definitely manufactured. It was not manufactured. Maybe you didn't sit down with a fucking notebook and say, <laughs> yeah, such an asshole. How was it I manufactured? Can, I got to point out that Rendar may have been honest to himself and what he liked, but he was also pretty popular in his class. Fair point. Fair point. The, the difference is he. The difference is he was popular, but he was popular because he was different. He but wasn't I, I feel like part of the reason I was popular was because I, I was different. No. I did not, not fit dude. the normal mold. Yes, dude. You're you a homogenous jaw. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Listen, I'm this telling you thing. how this you were perceived. This is what happened. Fine. But what I'm saying is when you actually got to know me, you would find out that that's not who I was. That was not all I was. Cl I wasn't just clandestine conversation. Hey, <laughs> it wasn't clandestine. Leave me behind. Stop it. It wasn't, shop. dude. You're trying to and I'll give you the Bushido blade if disc. If you're trying to compare yourself to me, it's a fucking joke. You wore polo <laughs> shirts and varsity my, jackets. I don't know what to compare <laughs> myself to. I you. was a fucking grease ball that wore heavy metal shirts. Like, I think you're. You, you're misconstruing because I wasn't really comparing the two of you. I'm just saying the only comparison, the thing that you guys have in common, is you were both well liked. You gotta, you gotta admit that at least. You were a long way away from wearing a fucking Lucas t-shirt, let me tell you. Because then you, you followed up high school by joining the frat, you douchebag. Look at you now. We're stuck we're in the spaceship. You're wearing the t-shirts. You're about to go to a con tomorrow. <laughs> You've done come a long way, son. Yeah. But I still wear polo shirts. <laughs> and that's I still, we don't I'm, talk I still I'm the same person. I have both. Hey. It's both. Do they sell uh, 6XL and fucking... Uh, <laughs> He's just now he pays fucking Mama Bateman to sew two shirts together to <laughs> drape him over him. Omega goes to the movies. Omega. 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 At the movies. We're going to the movies. Gonna watch a picture. I love popcorn and boobies. I love watching <laughs> movies. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> so 
Tell me more about the movies. Me and the Bateman went to see Elysium. It sucked. Yeah, it wasn't very good. I'd give it. The way you described it was very well. visually impressive. Had it some cool moments, but overall, this wasn't a very well done script. This wasn't a very good story. Would you say, I didn't see it. Would you say it was not District Ten? It was no. not District Ten. That's disappointing. That it means, was. I, dare I say, for a movie that was fucking all high, high and mighty about its themes, it was a dumb movie. Yeah. It was dumb. It looked. It was very heavy handed too in parts. It was no subtlety. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say it looked kind of dumb, even though like the concept. I don't know. Just the way that they were going about showing the trailers. Right. Well, it was an accurate trailer. Then. I mean, it just did a lot of things like half baked and like what they don't show you in the trailers that it's like a brutal, brutally shoehorned love story that's supposed yeah. to like propel the characters. It's like what? It feels like a lazy script. I just feel like it wasn't well thought out. And like one of the I was telling Rendar this the other day. One of the things that bothers me about, especially with science fiction, is like I feel like movies they set up. When it sort of starts, you sort of are, are given the, these parameters, right? It's like, this is the world we're in. You suspend your disbelief and accept this world for what it is. But I feel like within that framework, stuff has to still make sense. You know what I mean? And I feel like, especially with science fiction movies, when it doesn't, it just sort of, even you if you're not example. conscious of it, it, it sort of like chips away at the believability of the movie. Like what? I don't doubt you. I, just want, I mean, you know, for example, for, listeners. For, for, for one example is, um, you know, there's a scene where, you know, there are spaceships approaching Elysium and they're not you know they're they're like hijacked spaceships so they're not supposed to be there and the way it's like the only defense they don't really have any defenses they in i feel like which isn't in line at all with the rest of the movie in terms of the technology they have so it's like yeah they were refugee ships so i don't really have a problem with right i'm not talking about the ships but about elysium they had a dude shoot them down from earth with a rocket launcher oh yeah it's like so wait a minute you have this med bay thing that can literally heal any disease you have it can re-atomize you but you don't have any sort of defense against these like refugee ships. It just like well, you know why they did that. It was a lazy mechanism to introduce like badass bounty hunter guys. Exactly, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, so no, it's no, like, no, no, yeah. it's like okay, so how do we? That's what I mean. So it's lazy. It's not like all right, here's the framework we're working in. We can introduce badass bounty hunter guy, but let's do it in a way that makes sense. They just stuff it in there and expect us to just buy it. And I feel like over the course of a movie, that just makes you feel. It, it it chips away at that disbelief that you're willing to suspend. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. I and I mean honestly, if you're talking about like. You know they're jerking off Neil Blooming Onion or whatever as a fucking like as like a political like allegory wizard, right? But I'm not really sure what he was saying in that movie because uh, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spo spoiler. So by the end of the movie, the fucking ragtag fucking urchins of Earth make it to Elysium. So now there's like, what is he trying to say? That like it's one of those things where, like it's supposed to be this riveting political commentary, but like in most political commentaries or in most revolutions in the history of the earth like it's just like different people assume the positions of power as opposed to finding like like a societal mechanism that evolves this society so like yeah. now like hey we're the homeless people who overpopulated earth and now we're going to overpopulate Elysium, right and we're just going to assume the power <laughs> right oh and uh healthcare for all oh yeah. okay all <laughs> right. right no exactly. fine like it, it was like it was like a it was like a almost like a, a childish it's yeah. Like, so the ending is we are citizens of Elysium. It's just like it doesn't. What it, is that chant? It's just it doesn't make sense. Right. It's like you overthrow one despot to replace it with another. Right. Like, they haven't fixed the problems that led to Elysium. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All that literally changed was the computers in Elysium would recognize them as citizens. That's it. Right. Uh, yeah. Like I said, visuals A, story C. Yeah. Damon. 
I mean, for what he had to work with. Replaceable. Yeah, just it didn't matter. He I didn't. guess they, they were originally looking at a South African um, black guy to do that. Really? Yeah. Well, I heard originally Tupac was going to do Which I feel it, like what actually made more sense, because I, I feel like... Um, the hologram, that is. Someone like... Like, it just... It didn't seem weird that, like, the character that he was playing in terms of, like, he was supposed to be playing this sort of, like, Hispanic, right? Like, yeah, sort of, like, minority. And, like, well, Matt Damon's, like, the furthest thing from that I could imagine. Invictus. He's, like, Aryan looking. He's African and Invictus. <laughs> he is. South African. I didn't want to qualify it. That's you being racial. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't care about any of the characters. The character development sucked. Like, you just, I, I literally, I felt nothing during the movie. You know? And I think it started off okay and just got dumber. Just got oh, yeah. worse. Yeah. Because, like, all of a sudden, like, the motivations got really hazy. Like, why is there a military coup going on? Right, like, now, yeah. Not to excuse you. I haven't seen the film. But, like, we've all done something, whether it's writing something or create, creating, <laughs> where you start out really excited. And then by the end, you just want to finish it. So maybe they just wanted to finish the fucking thing. Well, that's fine. But we can critique, critique it for that. Well, no, but you should just movie, you yeah. should just acknowledge that maybe they just got bored of writing a script and making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great. If they told me that, I'd be like, oh, I understand. Yeah, and I'd say, give me my $10 back so, well no you should get like three bucks back was the first seven good i don't first think it was five? worth seven give five? me i would have paid if i had a value maybe four? like a four dollar movie four buck movie four or five what are you from the 50s yeah. 1950s you buy a car for 20 bucks and a movie for 30 cents but you know what movie we did see last week that fucking blew my nips off my and we saw it in a completely legal fashion we didn't download it illegally or nothing we saw it there was a uh, they sent us a screener right from the studio for free mega level does not condone piracy it wasn't it wasn't piracy yeah, I know. Because we, we I, I sent ten dollars in the mail to the studio, so we're <laughs> right, good. Right. Yeah, you put it's it in inside transit. of a sock and then put it it's in, in that bloody envelope we found <laughs> in the dumpster. It's in transit. But what do we see, Catfow? Oh, we saw Pain and Gain. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, when did that come out? That was what? April. April, yeah. Aprile. Aprile. So that doesn't even really count as a summer movie. No, but but it's, we watched it in the summer. Okay. So it counts. Two of the best movies I've seen this summer came out like in this spring, and we saw in this fu- we saw in the spaceship, the amphitheater. Yeah, the su- <laughs> spaceship's got an amphitheater. What was the other one? Fucking Spring Breakers, dude. Oh shit, yeah. Spring Breakers good. is probably my favorite movie. I did the same thing with can Mud. We- I watched Mud like recently, uh, and that was also. Can we awesome. go back to Pain and Gain for a second? Yeah. Talk about oh, why it was back. awesome. We're do- we're going back. I'm strong. For for people who don't I'm remember, Pain and Gain is that movie that came out with Mark Wahlberg and The Rock. Um, about that's Dwayne Johnson to you, bitch. Dwayne Johnson, they're uh, bodybuilders or weightlifters who pursue a career of crime. It's actually based on a true story, which I didn't know and completely changed it for me. Let me just maybe enjoy the movie a lot more. I know there's a lot of hatred for Michael Bay out there in the internet, and, and maybe a lot of it deservingly so. But motherfucker still knows how to make a movie. Yeah, this when is he one wants. of his better this movies. Is, this is a movie. I think people who are disappointed didn't understand that it was going to be kind of like poking fun at itself and, and just right. having a good time for the sake of having a good time. There's a lot of levity in this movie. It's it's re- For a movie that's about dudes fucking murdering people. It's a pretty it, fucked up story. It's a really fucked up story, but they, they make <laughs> they make light of really <laughs> terrible do. things that actually happen, thus creating an enjoyable popcorn flick. Uh, and also, interesting, Calf Powell pointed this out while we were watching the movie. Michael Bay seems to really have a thing for Florida, huh? Which is it's true. interesting. Florida, Florida helicopters, low angle shots. Dude, he's not Michael Bay in this movie. He's Mikey Bay? Wait for it. Give me he's he's give me a drum roll, Rendar. He's 
Meta Bay. I think he's super self-aware in this movie. Yeah. And so, like, they'll have a conversation so for, like, 30 seconds, and it won't even be, like, this really serious conversation. And he'll just be doing, like, his Michael Bay spinny cam, where it's, like, going around and around and around the characters. Yeah. That's it was a good, good. Point. It was over-the-top nonsense, which is fine. Mark Wahlberg was really funny in it, too. He did a good job. When you put Wahlberg in the right role... Yeah. Because what did we see the week before? Fucking two guns. Two guns. And he's fine. He's, it's a very similar character. Right. He's sort of like the, like, he sort of like comes off as almost like ditzy and just sort of out there and just sort of says ridiculous he's shit. He's Bateman Circa High School. Just like this good looking bimbo. <laughs> Please. You want to sleep with him but then just throw him away afterwards. I love the other guys too. That was an awesome movie. Oh shit, yeah. What was the other guy? Him and Will Ferrell? I never saw that. He's, he plays the same good. role. Same he's good. Good Huckabees. Yeah, same, very similar role in High yeah. Huckabees as well. It's a good. And the when he doesn't take himself too seriously. Right. Surprise, surprise. More likable. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, fucking Pain and Gain was ten times more enjoyable than Elysium, which is crazy to say, but because it was just like some decadent, hedonistic, ridiculous movie that knew it was hedonistic. Yeah, what I was trying to do, it did it well. And there's Elysium. It's like, I'm going to make this serious political commentary. <laughs> did you know the rich people have more stuff? <laughs> did you know the poor people off times? have found themselves in poverty and didn't put themselves there. Another quick point about Elysium that reminded me of it, it was like the disparity. And again, I feel like, the, I guess this could happen, but it just seems like it's so extreme. It doesn't seem realistic to me. I feel like, I feel like to like, really, if you want to hold that, like a lower class down for an extended period of time, they can't be an absolute like squalor. I mean, I feel like that's good. What you have to do is you sort of, it's like the bread and circus, right? You feed them and entertain them and you keep them sort of like mid-level. So they're not miserable. But it's, so it's just like they're just. I just don't feel like, given the situation, like that would have that would have sustained like it was. It's kind of scary. You know this so well. What do you got? You got plans to take <laughs> over the world? I have blueprints. Don't worry about it. I think he was he was projecting like into the future. I mean, I don't want to get too political on this podcast, but like they're vaporizing the middle class right now. So like if this sustains itself, then maybe. But I feel like if you look at uh, if you look at the way we, even like say in the lower end, may live. It's, I don't feel like it's the same as that. That was like, that was some extreme well, shit. Well, I mean, if you, but yeah, I think one of the big things about that was there's no natural, natural resources left on the earth too, which kind of led to like the poverty. Yeah. Like I think it's projecting. I mean, maybe it's, yeah, I'm sure No, it's I understand possible, what you, you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I, I think that we'd be doing a, I don't know. I fucking no idea. Tell me what the future holds, Rendar. Cold laser baths for everyone. Cold laser baths. I just think, I, I mean, maybe it's just my preference, but I feel like. Complacency is like a much. Preference? I no, hope no. that we like, can I, in terms of the like in front of like just future dystopia movies like I, or books like I feel like I like I like when people are are sort of like the complacent docile masses. I, that to me just rings more true. Well, You're, what happens when the complacent docile masses have their rights and their fucking pay reduced for seventy five more years? Yeah, I but think that's the thing. Is that, I'm saying, saying if, if I were the powers that wanted to control that, I feel like you wouldn't want to push it listen, too baby, far because what? you'd rather have something that's sustainable. Then just push them so far that they that they want to revolt. You're more of the mindset of a brave new world than 1980. Exactly. Story. You're exactly. more of a som- take your soma. Exactly. More of a, yeah. I mean, I just feel like that's at least maybe that's because in the world we're in now, that's what I think is more accurate. All right. So summer is wrapping up. You guys saw a lot of movies this summer, so we'll do a rundown. The summer rundown. What are your opinions of the movies you saw? 
Did they suck? Were they great? Let me hear it. Uh, just to start, a general commentary on the summer. It was a good. It was an okay summer. Nothing really wowed me. Okay, perfect word yeah, to okay. describe it. I had a good time. I like going to the movies, eating the popcorn. Could I say a pretty good summer? Popcorn? I mean, I would expect you to say pretty good summer. He's just going to say, fitting. Okay. Like it, Rendar. He sees two movies, and all of a sudden, the ones he does see are, are great. <laughs> I saw more than two movies. <laughs> can, can he had the fucking audacity to say Avengers wasn't a good movie last time the podcast. No, that's not what I said. I said it was a perfect superhero movie. Not like, you know, not a fucking great film. Right, but, but Star Trek Into Darkness was an A-plus or something. No, I so would, the, Avengers. the Avengers is better than Star Trek All right, that's, that's all I needed. That's all, all right, I needed. All right. That's Let all me, I I'm needed. I'm going to start. I'm going to go through the list. I'm well, just gonna, are we going to go one movie at a time? I thought we were going to go I'll, just I'll, each he'll, of us he'll go. He'll say something. No, and then then we'll, we'll, all right, all right. Iron Man 3. I love Tony Stark. Uh, I will say a fucking awesome buddy cop movie in a super... It's like a buddy cop movie wearing a superhero costume. Uh, really fun. Really awesome. I think that one's going to age well. I think it's going to age better. Like, I think people are going to look at it we got and, and, movies and be there. like, wow, that movie is better than I remember. Um, not perfect, but really good. Didn't My one problem with it, and I think it, it's not really that big of a problem. Well, I have a lot of problems with it, but I liked it a lot. Um... I don't know how I feel about it being a like a seasonal film. The fact uh, that it's set around Christmas, I don't know how I feel about that. In what way? I don't know. It like ties it very specifically to a particular like moment or feeling. It's strange that it was released in summer too, wouldn't it? That that's not unlike Jaws for the Revenge. Uh, Jaws the Revenge is a Christmas set movie uh, really? that was released in July of uh, eighty nine. I think eighty eight, eighty nine. Bateman, Iron Man three. It was one of my favorites of the summer. Yeah. I think agreed, agreed. I, it's one of my top three. Iron top Man, two, maybe. Iron Man is just, I mean, I, I mean, two dip, but I feel like overall, Iron Man's one of the best superhero franchises that's out there, and I think three didn't let us down. There's never fucking enough yogurt in this cup. Star Trek. I'll start. <laughs> Speaking of letdown, I'll start because I know everyone else is gonna just fucking shit on it. I'm not I, gonna shit on I it. I fucking loved Star Trek. I thought it was a really awesome movie. Uh, I know that people have tor- torn it apart online, or not even just online, even at fucking OL, people have ripped it uh, a new butthole, and I, and I can't counter uh, any of the arguments about plot holes or anything like that, but uh, I think it was, was it the best movie of the summer for me? Maybe. Uh, I've only seen two, so. No, I've seen more than two, and we're going <laughs> to see that uh, as we go through the list. Uh, really, really fun. I'm a casual Star Trek fan. I thought it was, uh, thought it was an awesome ride. Whitewashed, sexist, 9-11 exploiting nonsense that I actually kind of enjoyed. There you go. Look at that. I can say it. Positive. <laughs> I think this is it. I well, think, I, I'm think, not fucking... The I, mic is me, Bateman. It's all right. No, I'm just kidding. What do you want to say? I was going to say, I think Star Trek had... um, It had a lot to like. I mean, I feel like I enjoy... Like, the world was cool. I like some of the action. Can I raise I, a point? Yeah. This is a point I had. This is, oh, this is my other thing for on second thought. The people who shook their heads at the Abrams shirts are just upset that Abrams turned Star Trek into a fucking spectacle nonsense piece of shit. They don't really care that people like because we were talking about like, oh, people like protective of their franchises. Right. I don't think that I say it with Star Trek. I think people are disappointed. You can say rightfully or not rightfully. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to belabor people, but I just think that there's I don't think they're upset that the masses like it or that made it quote unquote cool. It's just like it's kind of it's like if I can draw like an allegory, like a video game, it's like Dead Space 3. Yeah, it's like. I'm upset because it wasn't a Dead Space game, not the fact that it was 
a Gears of War. I think game. the phenomenon we talked about happens a lot, but I can see how you're saying you the case I mean? of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, I believe be, in the phenomenon. That might not be what it. That but that, might not I mean, be. some people are fine with it. Think of it this way: Percival though. from Omega Level fucking loves for those, it. For those Star Trek people, they have Star Trek One and Star Trek Two. Star Wars people got the prequels. I mean, so, I mean, they're still doing pretty well oh, considering, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the modern the modern interpretation I mean, of the classic. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's not fair for me to say this because I didn't grow up with any sort of like diehard devotion to Star Trek. <laughs> but I just can't fucking, yeah, exactly. Because the proof, I survived the fucking prequels. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to shake your head at J.J. Abrams <laughs> movies? Like, even if they're not the Star Trek you wanted or the Star Trek you know, they're far from fucking Rundar, just. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Would you give your left nut? For the prequels to be as good Dude, as Star Trek 2. If Star, Tre- if Star Wars 7 is as good as Star Two Trek years. Into Darkness, I will consider that a fucking fantastic, wild success. I'm yeah. not expecting Star Wars 7 to be Star Wars or Empire or Jedi. But if you can give me something that's entertaining on the level of Star Trek Into Darkness, I'll fucking nod my head and smile. Now, is that because of the prequels? Is it because the Absolutely. prequels lowered your standards so much? No, not in a bad way. I agree. I'm with you because they basically showed you the depths of hell and there's really nowhere else to go but up. It, you know what? I can't deny that the prequels have lowered my expectations, but... Um, I think the prequels destroyed the concept of expectations for yeah, geeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. That was bad. Yeah, that's you know, true. I just want something serviceable at this point and I'll be happy. Yeah, me too. Sadly. No, I think that's okay. Yeah. What's, all right. So whatever. None of us regret seeing that movie. Had stuff to offer. It could have been a lot better. They had a lot to work with, and they didn't. They they sort of dropped the ball. And I thought it was awesome. Man <laughs> of Steel. Oh, I'll chime in. Uh, one of the best trailers I've seen. One of the best <laughs> trailers I've seen in a long, long time. Uh, movie was very underwhelming. And I will say this. Um, I think overall it gave me. I was really excited because I thought the cast was really awesome. Um, I thought, like, at the end of that movie, I was like, oh, pretty good. Like, I, I, I'm very curious to see what they do next. And then they announced what, what they're doing next is that fucking uh, blow their load early uh, Batman versus Superman thing. So, uh, ultimately, I would say kind of a disappointment uh, on that front. Um, Hi, yeah. I'd like to t- chime in. All right, Kathy. We're with Calf Powell here. Man of Steel <laughs> was like a uh, like a C movie. It was a really good music video. Mm. Hans Zimmer did a really cool music video of Zack Snyder. <laughs> um, it confirmed to me that Zack Snyder is a hack of a director. He has no concept of pacing. Uh, David Goya can't write. I've known that for a while. I've known he was the weakest part of the Batman movies. I saw it in Hellboy, uh, Blade Two rather. He's a poor. He's a poor writer. They're they're too fucking mediocre dudes who are lucky to I don't know stumble their way into fucking making these movies big name status it's 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 unreal that they're doing Batman versus Superman because they're both two just fucking passable they're passable they're they you know what it is they and this this is a commentary on on the fucking movie industry they're good enough this is such this is so fucked up they're good enough to generate hundreds of millions of dollars and that's about it yeah Yeah, how about Henry Cavill he's pretty good right he was really good. I thought he was really good. I thought Amy Adams was really good. I thought I thought fucking Morpheus was really good. I want more Morpheus in my film. Dude, the dude know? who played Zod, Michael Shannon. He was awesome. He was awesome. Uh, Ursa, is that her name? She was awesome. Feora. Feora. It's Ursa in the um the old one. Oh. It's it's Ursa. Feora was really cool. Once again, like Star Trek, I feel like with the right people at oh, wait, the hold helm. On. Gladiator is uh, super dad. He was cool too. <laughs> oh, that was the scenes and, on Krypton were good. And Field of Dreams as uh, Earth Dad. He was cool too. And what's her name? Is Earth Mom? 
Great cast. Shitty film. Unfaithful. That woman. Oh, Diane Lane. Right. Diane Lane. Not that I like Star Trek. I feel like with the right people, they had the tools to make an awesome movie and ended Star up. Star Trek rocks, bro. Ended up mediocre. Man of Steel makes Star Trek look really good. Yeah. If it was it like is, a, yeah. if like these summer movies were a classroom and you were grading on a scale, Star Trek and Doctors would be like, "Thank you for being so fucking stupid cuz I'm going to get an A cuz of you." Cuz of you. This is the end. Really really fun. I a lot of good laughs. Uh <laughs> not, you know, one of the uh, Was that Apatow? Notice a theme. Rendar Ap- likes everything. Was Apatow? No, Apatow wasn't behind it, no, but just um, those guys. Yeah, Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen, uh really funny movie. Yeah. I went, I saw it with Brad of Frankenstein on a whim on a Wednesday, got a double uh, tub of popcorn, and they refill it for you for free. I ate most of it. Uh, I liked it. It was good. Not classic, but good. Perfect, perfect. Uh, okay, I thought that was perfect. Never saw it. The Heat. I'm the only one who saw this movie here, and it was fucking the funniest movie I saw this summer. Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock, who plays a role that anybody could play. I went because fucking... Mrs. Calf Pow, a.k.a. Lady Macbeth, wanted me to go see it. And I dragged her to a lot of fucking shitty movies. And I was like, ah, okay. And it was really funny. It was, it's Paul, Paul Feige? Feige? Paul Feige. Paul Feige of uh, Bridesmaids slash Freaks and Geeks, correct? Oh, Paul Feige, I think. Paul Feige, yeah. I think Kevin Feige. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, was, it was hilarious. I'd recommend it to anybody. It was, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you said it was one of your favorite movies of the year, right? It's probably the funniest movie. Like it was like straight out laughter. Like I was for what just, it was, yeah. Yeah, and plus, I mean, give a shout out to Boston. I'm a sucker for that. Boston's, <laughs> Boston's strong. Only God forgives. Let me jump in on this one because I am, uh, I'm a big fan of Nicholas Winding Refn, and uh, Drive is un- for better or worse. It's a movie that I kind of live by. Only you live by Drive. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? I I think it's like a perfect movie. I think it's like. <laughs> lives, did you know that guy's an empty, sad life? No, I don't say that. I want to be the Kill driver. People? I just mean that, like, I think that Drive is like a perfect example of like film. Film at its film. very Dude, look, finest. I cinema, say this. cinema You need to see more <laughs> film if you're gonna start dropping that term. You know what? That's that's fair. I'm not saying that I fucking have gone to film school. Or I've studied No, not film. even seen it. Just watch film. Uh, no, I know. I'm just saying. I, I you know. Given, I like Drive a lot. Given what I've seen, Drive to me is like a, a perfect movie. I fucking love it. So I was really excited for Only God Forgives. And here's what happened. I go and I see it in the theater. I think at points there was a lot of really awesome shit in that movie. However, overall, while I was in the theater, I just felt fucking bored. I felt there was something about the pacing that I just it didn't speak to me. I, I, I found myself really thinking like, all right, when is something going to happen? And then admittedly, awesome shit would happen. There'd be scenes of fucking, uh, even not just, I mean, there'd be action scenes which were captivating, but even just interesting scenes that uh, weren't action-based. I mean, everything was super well shot. Uh, the act, the acting that was in it, uh, even if it's minimal, was really well done. But I just felt really fucking bored during the movie. But... I will say this. I found myself, it was, you know, immediately after the movie, I saw it with Calf Pow and Bateman and Eduardo Pluto. Uh, we just started talking about it a lot, and it, it gave a lot to fucking think about. And even in the weeks since I've seen it, I've just been thinking about it a lot. I want to watch it again, although I haven't because I'm afraid I'll just be bored to tears and turn it off and be really upset. But uh, it's it comes across as kind of a pretentious movie at some points, kind of almost like a... 
a film student, you know, his final Just project. I know I'm, I have a lot of thoughts about it. At some points, there's uh, some fucked up scenes that really uh, remind me of like a Jodorowsky flick, like Holy Mountain or El Topo. And uh, I think it's fair to say that Refn was riffing on some fucking Jodorowsky shit because uh, he thanks the guy at the end. He either dedicates yeah, the movie or thanks him at the end of the movie. Uh, specifically, there's a scene with like a little kid who's, uh, I honestly, I'm not trying to sound insensitive. He has like some sort of uh, malformed, he, he's deformed in some way. <laughs> he's like, still talking about No, and so, and so he's, that's He's like, not doing well, we'll put it that yeah, way. Yeah, the kid is not doing well, and Jodorowsky <laughs> would always fucking do shit like that. So, I don't know. Obviously, I have a lot of feelings about it, but it's not a movie I would recommend to the average viewer. Um, I don't know. Kind of disappointing. Everything that came in, uh, they were saying it's it's drive on fucking steroids. It's gonna be crazy. Not so much. Well, that was your problem with it. I, oh, absolutely. It wasn't your movie, and you couldn't get over the hump that it wasn't the movie you expected. You know what? You're right. I know, and it's, that's it's okay. It's an intriguing. That's movie. not all it was. No, I think it was for him. He that looks, might have been a bigger part of it. I still don't think it was a very good movie. Well, because you're a fucking meathead. <laughs> you're fucking flexing <laughs> you, out. Right you over know there. that that's not. It wasn't. Uh, a very dude, good honestly, movie. I think. I would, I think I would recommend. This sounds so so stupid, but people who like to think and want to be challenged by a movie, I would say go see Only God Forgives. You, and I'm, I would tell you up front, you may fucking hate this movie, but I would still say go see it. You know I, mean, what I, mean? I think it was a movie that was made for those type of people. I don't think that it ended up delivering to those type of you people. You don't like those kind of movies, of course I do. Like what? I like Tree of Life. Oh yeah, that's good. I enjoyed Tree of Life. Yeah, I just feel like this felt. It just was different. It didn't. It didn't feel. It's well. It's not a very good movie. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's not a very good movie. Right. It's not a very good movie, but I'm still intrigued All right. by it. So for one of the least favorite movies of the summer, um, we spent the most time. I will on. say it was one of the best shot movies. <laughs> it looks fuck. Like it you does know what look it is? good. I want to get that movie on Blu-ray and just put it on the background of my of my compartment of Spaceship OL and just walk by and look at it and be like, oh yeah, there's that scene. But I don't necessarily want to sit down with it. I would, I'm sure I will again, but I don't. Want I don't to. think it's the low. It's not my least favorite movie this summer. I would put it over really? Superman in a fucking heartbeat. Really? You know yeah. what? I I would say I think I agree with Calf Powell. Well, let me see this. Not an entertainment value. You're you're, right, you're right. taking other things into consideration. Right. All right, that's. But fair. I mean, that's entertainment's fair. a uh, a fluid word. It is. You mean, like like visceral entertainment? Definitely not. But like, how about engagement? Captivate? Ca- being captivated by? Here's the thing: is I wasn't. I wasn't bored by Only God Forgives, but I did roll my eyes at it a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't have those moments where I was like, oh, because usually when it was really slow and like ponderous, it was also sexy. So I could get through those scenes. And very violent too. Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. Like, so like, I mean, I got more out of talking about Only God Forgives right. with you guys than I got out of Man of Steel. All right. This, Only God Forgives is probably better for our brains. Oh, right. Definitely. But. Yeah, in terms of just like sheer just enjoyment and like it didn't belong in the summer. I don't. They should have put that out in like October thirtieth or something, like <laughs> when no one's fucking yeah. like in the spectacle. Yeah, it wasn't a good good movie. I'll say this too, since I mean, we we should have fucking talked about this on the podcast before. Um, I think there's something awesome about you can say you know Nicholas Winding Refn was like a pretentious d bag in this movie, and maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, and like whatever. But I think there's something cool about him making that movie after Drive. Because he could have went ultra commercial and tr- and fucking made three zillion dollars, 
And he's like, I'm going to go to Thailand and fucking lose my mind. No, dude, I'm 100% with you. Even when I think there is a need for directors or even fucking musicians or any creators to take the time. And I don't want them to do it all the time because I'm a big fan of, you know, balancing art with pulp and all that nonsense. But I think there's a definite need for people who are creative and, you know, creative types to just say, fuck it. I'm doing something wild. And it pushes, you know, it pushes the collective conscious a little bit more in that direction. Uh so right. the mainstream stuff gets a little more out there. And, and that doesn't mean we have to praise it just because they tried it. Right. Can, like, sometimes you applaud their dumb right. failure. Right. And you, and you don't want to be too, I mean, in the sense of like, I, I don't want to be that person too who just like judges it. And I mean, he's making movies. I mean, it's like, good for him. I mean, if he right. makes something that doesn't happen to be amazing, we're going to be like, fuck you. Like, I mean, we can be excited because his next movie is fucking Logan's Run, which is yeah. going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. So I, I just feel like he, you know, I didn't think it was a great movie. It's like, I don't think he's like, a shithead or something you know right. i just you it's know like whatever next movie yeah i'm glad you tried to do something different it hardly Didn't negates hit. his fucking amazing body of work right fair fair point next one mr riff the way way back did uh, not see it didn't see it i saw it this weekend with uh lady Macbeth. i'm gonna call her that from now on uh <laughs> it was like a good like indie flick like forgettable hits the same beats as like a coming of age like adventure land slash focus feature film who was in it unknowns and fucking Jim Rash wrote it with uh, some other guy Nat Faxon or something like that you, you, it legitimately it's like uh, Steve Carell's in it actually uh, Tony Collette's in it I don't think oh I think it might know yeah I didn't it was okay like I liked it you know what I mean but whatever it yeah. was just like okay worth seeing right Pacific Rim fun as hell robot versus monster smash up uh, my movie of the summer. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Really? Yeah, I think it was the best movie of the summer. I think... I would, you know, and you know what? I wouldn't even grade it that high. I think it was a really fun, like, B-minus, C-plus movie. I think I really enjoyed it because... Go ahead. What? You like it better than Iron Man Guy 3? I think I do. And uh, You know what? You want to talk about a movie that's inspired, like, a huge fandom and I've read a lot about? is fucking Pacific Rim. And I've read a lot of great points about how it's kind of, like... It's more of like a hopeful, like coming together movie where like all the nations and like people have to work together to like save the day. It's not like about like individual triumphalism. Like we always see like the single guy, the lone hero, right? Yeah. And it's like you know what you want to talk about like a movie for like the, the future. One. And it's funny, you know, like the Bechdel test or whatever. Yeah. Someone's proposing like a Mako Mori test because like it, that movie doesn't pass the Bechdel test, but like Mako Mori is like a serious like. I like how she was like a strong female lead, right? Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, because she doesn't talk to just another woman, right? Right. But she, uh, she doesn't talk to just another woman, which I believe is the qualifier or one of the qualifiers for the Bechdel's test. Uh, they have to talk to another woman about something other than a man, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's fucking strong as hell. Hold yeah. on. What is the Bechdel test? The Bechdel test is this test uh, basically to see how uh how sexist a movie is basically what it is is if a woman if two women have a conversation right allison bechtel the bechtel test is a test uh, designed to assess movies for how um how they treat women in the film and so essentially a movie can pass the bechtel test and there's a you know there's a gradient scale it's not just passes it or doesn't but you pass it if you have two female characters on screen at the same time Talking to one another, not in the presence of a man, about something other than a man. And you would be surprised, like, 
Dude, every movie dude, fails this time. Even saying that, I can already tell that dude, there's so many. You know what's like really, really fucking terrible? Like, I really hope they ameliorate this when they do the new fucking Star Wars, dude. The original Star Wars trilogy. Who's the only? The only fucking females in that entire movie are Princess Leia, and then you get to Return of the Jedi, Mon Mothma. It's insane. Someone proposed like the Mako Mori test or whatever, and it was like basically like a strong female who has her own narrative arc that doesn't serve like the purpose of just like supporting like a male's plot. You know what I mean? And I think what was cool about, I mean, there's a lot of things specific. It's plus it's fucking, yeah, it's Kaiju. Like there's moments in that movie. Cause it's not a perfect movie where it's just like, Oh, that's fucking amazing. Right? Like when they deploy the sword, that's like the coolest mo moment. World War Z. I did not world war Z it. <laughs> I like yeah. world war Z. I, I hate to keep saying that all the movies I've seen are just like mediocre, but I feel like again that's another one. It's I enjoyed it. I feel like it had some it had its moments, had some interesting ideas and concepts, but it wasn't a great movie. Right. Maybe at like the age of thirty, I'm just noticing how disposable our culture is. That maybe that maybe could be it. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, oh wow, this is all like ephemeral shit. Like we yeah. just maybe me and you just noticed it this summer. Yeah. That Single serving friends. It's like when you're really little, like everything's amazing. Because I didn't hate World War Z. Yeah. Right. I, you know, and I think we talked about this. I enjoyed World War Z more than fucking Man of Steel, for sure. Yeah, I would say that. And that's, and that's not saying anything. How are the uh, performances by Brad Pitt and Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Doctor Who, Doctor Who is in uh, World War Z, Peter Capaldi. Oh, yeah, he and he, he plays a World Health Organization uh -uh. doctor, a Doctor Who. I thought... <laughs> that's not a joke. That's real. He plays a World Health Organization. He's credited as... Uh, WHO doctor, World Health Organization doctor, Doctor Who. Spoiler Easter egg. We don't know. That's funny. Peter Capaldi. I thought Brad Pitt did a good job. I mean, I, th I, I think he's a good actor. So he, always, I think he always generally. How were the job. zombies? Were they good? I mean, it was an interesting. The most interesting thing about that movie was they, they looking at it from the perspective of like a governmental agency. I feel like most zombie movies focus around a small group of just people and their survival. This is sort of like you know you get to see fast sort of like zombies or slow zombies. Fast. A group of like a government fast. responding and how they how they might go about it. Usain Bolt fast. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. He's on the roids. I heard. You know what? You know what might be happening? I think the older you get, the just it, the harder it is to be like impressed and blown away by something. The, you know what? The I know. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, it's I'm a, saying I think that's we've true. We've just seen so much. Right. That's when what I'm you're saying. a little kid, you you you've right. seen pro If you're 15 years old, you've probably only seen three movies tops. Right. We're 38. I'm 38. I've seen four movies. We our standards are changed. You smell like shit. <laughs> Two guns. Surprise, surprise. Rendar didn't see it. What? What the fuck does that mean? You can have the chair. Rendar never comes to the movies with us. Uh, yeah, me and Bateman have been seeing a lot. Well, because you know what? It's fucking with his rascal scooter, we can get handicap parking and <laughs> handicap seating. So we fucking park for free. We go up really close. We fire the fucking raisinets into the popcorn. They give uh, Patrick Bateman a trash bag full of popcorn if he agrees to not scream at the screen anymore. Right, drooling, hysterical, his fucking IV pump of insulin. Uh, so Two Guns was... Fun. Was not too good and not too bad. <laughs> we should just call this the mediocre, the mediocre year of movies. Elysium. We already talked about it. Ooh, Elysium or Two Guns? I want to go Two Guns on that one. I'd honestly, if I had to like pick another one to watch, I'd watch Elysium again. Just because of the I'm content, I, I I just enjoy sci-fi way more. I think, but true. 
Two Guns might be better, I mean, in terms of what it was trying to be. I'm just a sucker for science fiction. Also, Two Guns contains one of the funniest lines that Bateman I've ever seen. I think that that made that movie worth seeing. Just that, I laughed. I haven't laughed that hard in so long. I was dying. Marky Mark is looking at Edward James Olmos, and he just (laughs) goes, you know who you remind me of? A Mexican Einstein. (laughs) And it was because we fucking... We love Edward James almost, and right? He, and he has like so his muscle. say we all. So say we all. And I'm a finger man. You're a that, finger man. That's from Stand and Deliver. Who's he fingering in Stand and Deliver? No, he's counting on his fingers because he's teaching inner city youth math problems. Oh, the also Blade Runner. There's basically he's dangerous not gonna minds live. But then again, who does? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh that li- that was amazing. Especially because, like you said, Edward, who it was, just made it. It was just right. D- it was an atomic bomb of a joke. I just died. <laughs> To-do list. Didn't see it. Just Bateman. Uh, no, I saw it. And uh, I, I'm sorry, just Rendar. It was really funny. That, that's it. <laughs> okay. The Purge. Uh, I think it was a realistic uh, exploration of what's going to happen in the future when they drop unemployment to, I believe, was it 1%? 1%. 1%, right. And how do they do that? By letting us kill people one day a one year. One day a year. Not just kill people. Do anything. There are, there are no rules. Uh, but there's several, and we have to be careful to respect them. We can't kill public officials. Oh, that's right. Okay. This is going to get picked up by well, the yeah, MS, NSA, details. the metadata. Yeah. We're not going to be able to cross the border. Uh, Interesting concept. I mean, it was just like a shitty horror thriller movie. The Conjuring. Only I'm the only one who saw that. it. Just a solid horror movie set in the 70s. Well made. A lot of creepy moments. Worth seeing for sure. Fast six. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, kill him. Ooh, kill him. Let's spend Ooh. a few seconds on this one. That Fast Six was in terms of being what it was meant to be, it was it was great. Right. It was like when your mom squatted you out onto the <laughs> dirt floor of your hovel. You were meant to be something, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> you are not what you meant were meant to be. Fast six was squatted out. Out of the gaping maw of bro dude culture mm-hmm. and slithered and grew <laughs> up to be the pinnacle of bro dude cinema. Yep. Plus, it features like a what was that move? The oh the um, well device. we said the Doomsday Device, but it was more like the Heart Foundation finisher. <sighs> so good it with was, the Rock and Vin Diesel. Yeah. No less. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. I think they sort of do what like the Expendables tries to do in the sense like we'll get the so it's like. We'll add like they did this last movie. Like we'll add the rock, but then they use him correctly. It's like they they try to go over the top, but then do it right. Do you hear fucking Ronda Rousey's gonna be in the next? I one? heard that. I'm yeah. legitimately gonna cream my pants in the theater. <laughs> I'm gonna put you, my fucking boat shoe over I my mean, dong and just rub. She's hot in like just r- normal life. You imagine how hot they're gonna make her in the movie? They'll probably have her in some like ridiculous. Outfit. I don't understand. Wait, what do you mean, Ronda Rousey? No, what do you mean like hotter? How do they do that in the movies? She be so what makeup? Lighting. Are you saying? I don't know, man. Angles. I mean, she's gorgeous, so you can't really go wrong. But I love her. I love Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Next and movie. Last but not least, Grown Ups Two. Oh, Bateman <laughs> fucking loved that one. <laughs> so the movie finishes, and I look over at Bateman. I Real go, clever. I riff. go, Bateman. What'd you think? And he goes, Hmm, I don't know. I say, what do you mean? I don't know. He says, I don't know. Pretty good. And I go, pretty good, but what? And he goes, now I just fucking want Grown Ups Three. <laughs> and the only thing that would sate his appetite for Grown Ups Three was a trip to Denny's. He got two Grand Slams, chocolate chip morsels all over his dumb lips. So that was our fucking summer movies. Whatever the big old summer or whatever. Big old summer, pretty good. 
Let's... You want some I like it. I like it. I liked it. <laughs> I liked I like them all. I didn't walk out of any movie going, I just wasted money. But I didn't walk out of any movie going, I fucking need that DVD. <laughs> What's in Brendo's stack? Stack, stack, stack. What's in Brendo's stack? He reads comic books. He reads comic books. Ones with boobies and ones with lasers. Brenda reads comic books. Brenda reads comic books. That was impressive. Oh shit, Rendo, what are you reading? I'm reading the fucking funny books. Um, yeah, reading a whole bunch of comic books lately. Uh, last week, the fucking newest issue of Saga came out, and it is badass, of course. Um, if you're not reading Saga, you're not reading fucking comic books lately. It's it's just sci-fi and fantasy at its best. Uh, in this issue, we get a little bit more into... Uh, what issue would that be, Rendo? This would be issue 13, uh, which is the first issue in the new arc. Uh, the second volume, the second trade, went through issue 12. I think it was issue 7 through 12. So they do six issue arcs, I think, before that. Uh, and it's, it's fucking awesome. You get more about, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil too much, but you, just, you get more about the family dynamic. You get more about uh, Alana and Marco and Hazel. And uh, the last issue ended uh, a kind of a cliffhanger. And this issue takes place before that. So the last issue, issue 12, you know, end of uh, the second arc ends with that fucking author they've been searching out. Um, Percival Dumb- Dumber Squat. Yeah. Uh, Percival Dumber Squat. <laughs> uh, being uh, like interrogated by that fucking TV prince, Prince the Fourth. Prince Robot the Fourth. Prince Robot the Fourth. And uh, then like Hazel reveals at the end of issue 12, like, oh, little, you know, did the prince know we'd already been there for a week. So then we get to see uh, them on that planet Quietus the week before, and it's fucking, it's awesome, awesome shit. Ooh la la, me likey saga. <laughs> yeah, it's it's badass. Fiona Staples is an awesome artist. <laughs> it's <a> saga ships. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, what else I've been reading? Um, oh, you've been reading East of West, right? Yeah, I man, I've been reading fucking East of West. Coming out hot. Read three issues of on Sunday night. It is the balls. It's my favorite post-apocalyptic western written by Jonathan Hickman and drawn by Nick Dragato. Now, they have several of those series, um, most of which exist only in my mind. But yeah, Calf Powell drinks like seven dudes and then he imagines all sorts of shit. I drink so much Mountain Dew and then I piss on the wall while my mom cries. Up. Seriously, if my mom doesn't let me piss on the wall this week, I'm going to be fucking bullshit. Yeah, and she's going to be really upset with you when you do. Yeah, well, she can try and stop me. I'll f- they got a puppy, dude? I'll pee on him. I'll pee on the puppy. He'll bite your donger off. That's a fact. All right, uh, and then we both read uh, Infinity. Did that come out last week or before yeah. that? Choo, 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 Infinity number one by Jonathan Hickman you said and Jimmy it's awesome. Marvel yeah. event because it's the fucking summer. Yeah, here's the real deal. Holyfield didn't want to fucking read it. Wasn't going to fucking read it. I wasn't going to read it at all until Calf Powell read it and told me that it was fucking legit. And I only read it because fucking art. Well, you know what? I've been having a hankering for funny books lately. It comes and goes. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to read it. And then our own Johnny Hotballs on the website. <laughs> I mean, Johnny Hot Sauce. He was like, this is awesome. And I respect his opinion enough to get it. So I fucking bought it on a lark on Comixology. And I liked it fucking so much because it's John. So normally, 
with comic events, they kind of take your favorite creator and then they fucking puree him and take out everything that makes him interesting. Yeah. And they're like, write Tony Stark and Captain America fighting Skrulls. Like, like what the fuck did Fraction do? He did Fear Itself, but it was more like boring myself. Fraction's Fraction's awesome, but you you get them on the events and they have to fucking water down whatever it is that makes them awesome so that they can appeal to everyone. But this is a legitimate Jonathan Hickman book. And if you've never read any of Hickman's stuff... One, shame on you. Two, uh, the shit's just insane. He fucking does all sorts of out there existential, uh, you know, crazy shit with science fiction. He goes to the, literally goes to like the edge of the universe with his stories. Um, and then he's just, he's always had kind of a graphic design edge to him. So they'll just be, yeah, he's a graphic designer. Um, and there'll just be pages of, of, you know, there's like an awesome cast list for this. There's just pages with like little quotations and a simple little graphic design. And it's, uh, when I first started reading it, I felt really, really fucking lost. I was just like, I have no clue what's going on. But by the end of it, I've got enough of an understanding. Uh, and it just seems really, really interesting. It is an event title. So it is, hey, all the heroes need to come together to stop the end of the world again. But it just seems seems like the creators are genuinely interested in what they're doing. Yeah, it's fucking. I think exactly it. When you have a creator who does what makes them awesome on a fucking massive event, it's pretty cool. And Hickman's probably my favorite fucking. Is he my favorite writer? He's one of my favorite because he's like a writer for fucking philosophy majors. He's right, like, let's right. talk about Kantian ethics. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And, I, you know. Um, so, Affinity is probably my favorite event book I've read in years. I, I mean, it's not. What other funnies are you reading that you like? Um, I read Guardians of the Galaxy number one. You know what? Because I don't fucking. I'm full of hot air a lot of the times. But I say on our comic books column, give me a fucking comic, I'll read it. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. And fucking Neo Sapien and Moores, those two lads were like, you need to read The Guardians of the Galaxy. It has a fucking raccoon that shoots a gun. And I'm like, I get it. I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. And I, you know what? I, I, I read it and I liked it. Steve McNiven's pencils are kind of in on it, though. Really? Yeah. And I mean, he, he was the only hire of that fucking, you know, that nihilistic rape travesty that was Nemesis with fucking Mark Millar. Well, Nemesis, well, yeah, it ended kind of crappy. Oh, and I don't know if you've heard this recently, but Mark Millar was like, oh, yeah, the rape in my comics is no big deal. Like, rape in comics is not a big deal. He's an idiot. Mark Millar has created a lot of good comic books, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. What, you don't want to condemn that? You don't think... Ex- no, I, I think the, the big twist in Nemesis... Spoiler, if you haven't read it, it came out a couple years ago. There's like a weird twist of events where he makes a fucking brother rape a sister. It's it's and she ends up getting pregnant. I don't know. Whoa, what is this? It's Nemesis. at the end of Nemesis. What is which Nemesis? Is a Mark Millar original uh, comic series. Uh, is it, it super dark? Yeah, yeah. It's like his, his the premise of it was like, what if there was a person like Bruce Wayne who instead of like a billionaire playboy like genius who instead of becoming like this altruistic superhero. Just wanted to be a supervillain. Just wanted to fuck shit up and cause problems. And he would like pick out one lawman, like you know, one commissioner, one person, like every year, and just fuck with them, like make their life miserable. And it overall was a pretty entertaining series. But yeah, it was just like at the end, it was just like, yeah, I get it. You're gratuitous. I get it. Like, dude, Mark Mark Millar has become like what would happen 
if like a 13 year old with emotional problems read Watchmen and was like, I'm going to deconstruct comic books. It just, it's He's not- a fucking idiot, dude. Nemesis, I get it. It's Batman is a bad guy. Fucking Shazam Torier, Superior or whatever. Superior was cool though. It was okay. Superior tugged on my heart. Fucking kick it ass. Kick ass is fucking dog shit. Kick ass should get down on its knees and kiss the feet of Dr. Manhattan and Watchmen. I really like. And then kill itself. I really like (laughs) Civil War. I really like Old Man Logan. I mean, he's done. It sucks. Right. Part of what sucks is that he's done some amazing stuff. If you told me he was abducted by a Skrull (laughs) and this new fucking Skrulltopian Mark Millar existed to write these fucking, these exploitive, like sensationalist. Dude, I love violence. I love cocks. I love boobs. I love all (laughs) those things. But I don't love them except for in my writing when they're done for the sake of doing it. And my writing is fine. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, so, like, old man Logan had heart. The Ultimates fucking pretty much cre- made the Avengers cool again. Sorry, right. Brian, Brian Michael Bendis. Sorry, fucking Avengers Assembled. The Ultimates is where it was right, at. Right. And the early aughts? Mid-aughts? Yeah, yeah. And now it's just, like, whatever. I'm not going to... All right, I'll say this. I'm not going to say what I'm getting to review. But if you check Omega Level around <laughs> uh, September 15th, I'm going to get to review a comic book, and um, I'll just leave it at that. Fuck Mark Millar. No, oh, huh? Him, him and uh, Zack Snyder can fucking stick di- sticks of dynamite in each other's ass, Aww, and David Goyer can run around catching it. <laughs> The solar radiation transmits our thoughts through the omega-universe. If you got an email, you can send it to us quickly and we'll read it on the webcast because we like to answer questions. Or put tinfoil on your head and think about it hard while your feet are in the microwave. I am Danny Elfman, derivative. Do, 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 Sit do, in do, the bathtub, grab your toaster. Plug it in and kill yourself. <laughs> You'll find us on the other side. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. I got too much blood on my hands already. Question number one from Mr. Johnny Hot Sauce. What is your favorite extended universe Star Wars character? Oh, I love this question. You know who mine is. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, you can guess. Is your favorite, Calf Pow, is your favorite extended universe character one Mara Jade? Oh my goodness. Nah. Be, be my bride, Mara Jade. <laughs> oh my She's my force sensitive. Yeah. All right, hold on. Do you know who my favorite extended universe character is? Salacious Crumbs Child. <laughs> Nanu Nanu. Yeah, Bitter Buns Nub Nut. <laughs> Bitter Buns Nub Nut. Close, but no cigar. Um, I mean, we don't know many. Oh, wait. It's Dash Renda. Yeah. Oh, oh he's like a B-list solo getting things done. Yeah, he's like the Shaw's Cola fucking... If you guys, he's like the generic cola. Huh? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's like... How a, do we put... Han Solo in Shadows of the Empire when that fucking I, idiot's in Carbonite. I need to reread <laughs> Shadows of the Empire because I haven't read it since probably legitimately 1999. But I remember fucking loving that book and loving Dash Rendar and loving him and even the that 60, was a book the 64 game. Yeah, it Not was. It was novel. basically, I mean, 
No, it was a book, and you could argue that it was just like a media blitz to try to keep things alive in between uh, the special editions being released yeah. in 97 and then the prequel coming out in uh, 99. I think it came out in 98, but it was, you know, uh, they did, at the same time, they did the novel, the video game, and a comic book, I think, at all pretty much the same time, and fucking action figures, but Dash Rendar was sick. If they ever make a fucking movie with Mara Jade, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. She might be. I'm going to pull out all my hair and stuff it down your throat. <laughs> all of my hair. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to pinch your butt till you Wait, cry. Wait, hold on, hold on. Riff, you're a fucking Star Wars. Don't, don't be fooled, everyone. Riff is a Star Wars aficionado. Who's your favorite <laughs> Expanded Universe character? Well, this is just because I love the figure, but Prince Shizor. Oh, shit. Head of the Black Sun, lusting for Princess <laughs> Leia. His pheromones cannot be contended with. I didn't really read much extended universe shit, but I did buy some cool figures. Did you ever... Dude, there's a fucking really saucy scene in Shadows of the Empire. I remember I was in, like, fourth grade, so it was, like, really racy for me, where Zaz is, like, trying to get with Leia, and she's, like, going for it, but she realizes that it's just, like, the pheromones he's giving off. Wild. Zizer or Shizer? Because uh, I'm looking on here now. It's I, in the fucking dictionary. It says Shizer. I always said Zizer, but I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Hi, I'm an educator. I like to interpret this for you. <laughs> it says Shizer. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Right. Well, I mean, his nationality okay. is Winkabigian. Yeah, I can't be wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, Bateman, who's your favorite expanded universe character? Uh, I was too busy shotgunning beers in the knoll and fingering dudes. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Good question, though, Jay Hall. Real good question. Uh, one of my favorite fucking I haven't read too many stories but the uh, the IG88 uh, IG88 IG story yeah. where he's like he becomes self-aware you ever read that, that shit uh, I don't know if I've read that but IG88 is a fucking badass character and uh, my fondest memory of him is fucking uh, the Shadows of the Empire game for Nintendo 64 having to fight him in that goddamn junkyard as Dash Render it's, it's it changed my life dude you know dude how about Darth Revan you know him from Knights of the, the Republic. Republic. That's the expanded universe. Oh, that's yeah, true, I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a great game. If J.J. Abrams and the fucking slap-ass idiots over at fucking Bad Plotting or whatever can make a movie that's as good as Knights of the Old Republic, that was it's a gonna great be game. awesome. Yeah, that'd be fucking sick. Josh Everyone would say he was badass. All right, so there you go. I can't answer the question. There you go. Didn't even know. Didn't even know. Uh, is the answer having sex in the wood shop? We get it. We get it. You're awesome, Bateman. Fuck Jesus. you. Bullshit. <laughs> Tales of the Bounty Hunters. It's Therefore I Am. If you haven't read Tales of the Bounty wow. Hunters, it's fucking They're playing sick. off Descartes in Star Wars, bro. <laughs> Another question from Mr. Hot Sauce. What is the best Tarantino film? I will say... I. I this is Just, something... Alright, 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 alright. I truly believe that Tarantino has, uh, every movie is good, and he has a couple of uh, perfect films. So, uh, his two perfect films, in my belief, are Pulp Fiction yep. and Inglorious Bastards. The rest are all at least uh, good movies, if not, the rest, most are great movies. I would say Death, Death Proof is a uh, is good movie. I would say Pulp Fiction is my favorite. I, I would probably put Inglorious Bastards next. Jackie Brown because I like seeing Bridget Fonda get banged out doggy style. <laughs> and it's more of a standing doggy. It's kind of a modified modified doggy because <laughs> I've always wanted to be fucked by Robert De Niro. Modified doggy is it Robert De Niro? <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, he's beautiful. Me with my hands on the wall. Him being all De Niro esque. <laughs> all right, next question. Okay. Next question. Sorry. 
What's your real answer? Death proof. No, it's not. He's lying. Dude, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be an asshole. It's Pulp Fiction. There you go. Question number three. Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Will it be epic win or fail? I don't know nothing about nothing regarding this movie. I saw like, I illegally saw like 30 seconds online from a thing they screened and it looked pretty awesome, but I have no clue. Oh, that's so funny today. They can't, well, I guess today, but when you read it or you hear this, be it in the past through technological advances. You're in the future. We're in the past. Or the future through the progression of time. True. This will be old news, but they announced it they're like we have zero plans to officially release the San Diego Comic Con footage. It's like, yeah, uh, I guess. I mean, everyone who fucking wants to see it has seen that footage. They want that shit to leak. They want that shit to leak. It's on purpose because that that way they can do like a, a shaky handy cam version and be like, oh, you didn't get to see like how good it really looks. It kind of it gives them a little bit of an out. Uh, I still haven't seen the fucking trailer for Edgar Wright's Taint Man. Ain't Ant-Man. Oh. Taint Man. No. I haven't either. He taint a man? He's an insectoid. Let's move on. We haven't fucking answered the question yet. Got go might be good. Got g. Got g. Got No, we're saying got go. Got go might be good. Gorko, your dad was a good man. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be... I just think it's going to be a flop. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be really good, but it's going to flop. It's gonna fit in for those that know. So you mean a, like a box office flop, right, right. but a for, good movie for those that actually go and see it. It's gonna be fun and good, and it's gonna fit into the Marvel universe like fine, but not enough people are gonna go see it. This reminds me of Pacific Rim. How are you gonna market this 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 movie to the Paul Blart generation? Zoe Saldana, dude. One of them Obama spaceships where they're carrying the Medicare? Bullshit. Thanks, Obama. Question from Tyler. <laughs> If you could only visit one site for the rest of your life, not including OmegaLevel.net, what would it be? Uh, mine would be EuropeanBlackJackGamble.gov. Uh. <laughs> uh, I make most of my money off EuropeanBlackJackGamble.gov, uh, and I, I, they say it's legit, so I'm fine. It's a good question. I mean, because essentially, I mean, Google almost becomes worthless because. It's only a pass through to like I mean unless you could just get by by reading the summaries. Does he mean does he mean we can does he mean we can only type into the fucking address bar one site? Because in that case, yes, Google. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like Exactly. Like you're only allowed to go to one website. But that defies the whole hypertextual notion of the interweb. That's a Uh, hard question. It's easy for me, friends. I would go to Tumblr and I would stare at everything I want to stare at the rest of my life. I would stare at video game gifts. I would stare at butts. I would stare at cool abandoned locations. They're they're gifs. They're not fucking gifs. That guy can smoke a dragon cock. And those cocks come fire. And he'd get it off because they have very sensitive penis tips. Dragons can come in 4.5 seconds. You know how I know that? Tumblr told me. I'd stare at butts, Thor's beard, cats. Uh, I mean, all the sites post on Tumblr. If it's on my Tumblr feed, I can see fucking updates from GameFreaks.nz. Sounds like a good choice. I don't use Tumblr, so I don't know. You don't know what... Bateman would just look at Crisco.net all day. Lemon Party. Remember Lemon Party? Oh, <laughs> don't look that up. The two old Do men. Do not look up oh, Lemon Party. Oh, you want to look up Lemon Party. If you want to feel your testicles 
climb back into your body. I'd go take to a look. goat sea and peer into the abyss that is <laughs> wretched man. I mean, I mean, probably checking email. Like, is that where you get email? You get a lot of function out of that. Although, I don't check my email online. I use Outlook. So. Yeah, and let's be real. You don't fucking read websites either, you dumbass. Yeah, I don't read that many websites. You're just like this shut. You're like a shut-in who lives in a city. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I don't know. I just reading shit on the internet just sort of. You're weird. such a <laughs> fucking idiot. I don't know what you do with your time. <laughs> I can't fucking try to work on stuff. I don't know. How can you work on stuff if you have no idea what's going on in the world? Because well, a lot of what I'm working on doesn't have anything so to do with I'm what's going on in the world. I sketchbook the other day. Zach <laughs> Efron with no shirt on, Tony Stark mustache deal and a repulsor, but not in his chest. Lower. Lower. I use, the two things I probably do the most often his dinky. is I go to Google News and I type in... I'll go to the Google News general page to see if there's anything worth reading. Oh, yeah, because that's going to fucking aggregate from good sites. And then I also go to Google News and I look up UFC news. <laughs> and then I go to Rotten Tomatoes. Those are probably the ones I go you to the most often. You're such a fucking dildo. You don't even know the movie's coming out to look them up. You're just like, tell me a good percentage. <laughs> well, so, no, I, 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 I use it, Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, sometimes for movies that are on the edge for me, I use Rotten Tomatoes to guide my decision. Like, there are certain movies I'll see no matter what, usually. But some movies, it's like... If it gets like a 30%, I'm like, ah, fuck it. I was only, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a, or if like I see a movie that's like 95%, like Mud. I wouldn't have probably ever seen Mud. And I still have no desire to see a movie. I didn't. It wasn't the summer movie. Okay. But it, I watched it over the summer though. But it was a great movie. And I, the only reason I watched it was because of Rotten Tomatoes. If a movie gets 98%, it has to be good. My name is Mood. I would pick YouTube. Just fucking oh, YouTube videos ah, YouTube. all day. Really that's what I riff. do. That's what I do, anyways. So. <laughs> I like YouTube. YouTube would probably be second, actually, to Tumblr. I can watch YouTube videos on Tumblr, though. Final question from the Omniverse. What is your favorite internet meme? Um, for starters, Patrick Bateman doesn't even know what a meme is, so we're going to have to walk <laughs> him through this. I know what a meme is. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't answer that question though. Couldn't answer it. I don't feel like I know of any like memes that stick How about out in my uh, head. Open up to videos on YouTube. It doesn't have to be necessarily. Is you just gonna start talking about the juggernaut again? We gotta keep it to <laughs> that, memes, dude. That's, that's kind of like <laughs> this a is meme. some bullshit. You know no, the juggernaut <laughs> bitch is like a meme, yeah. pretty much. So I would give, I would give it. To you. you know what? Video. It's it's kind of a fucking. Maybe you could argue played out one at this point, but I think just the amount. Like like the number of, of variations on it, and it still works. Is the fucking Lord of the Rings one does not simply that that, that yeah. meme has had a lot. It's really that, got a lot of work out of that one. A lot of use itself, out of that one. So I'm gonna go with that one. I like Sad Frog or whatever. Feels bad, man. Uh, that's a good one. Still love Lolcats. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Of Two girls, one cup. That's my go-to source. <laughs> <laughs> They, video. I don't understand when people have a big problem about it. They're sharing. They are sharing. <laughs> Where's that culture come to when we can't value sharing <laughs> that's, anymore? That's socialism, bro. Oh. Uh, I think few people should be free to shit in a cup and then <laughs> share it. <laughs> if they so desire. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Do you know there's a company in Brazil that you can essentially pay to just basically make whatever video you want. Like, if you if you wanted a video like that, you could pay them and they'll just do it. My mom's made a lot of money off that. 
I think given the given the the dark nature of the brothers Omega's brain, you should come up with something. No. I'll get it made. I'm not very dark. First of all, we don't have to say that we made it. Make a website for it. Throw some ads up and fucking let it spread. Think of oh yeah, this kid, darkness extraordinaire I'm over a here. Script. Uh, it's a snuff film, and, <laughs> and we kill Bateman. That's all I want. I want you dead. <laughs> okay. JK, I don't really uh, think anyone should do anything inappropriate in this world. Limerick Master Bateman is your new name in the porno. Limerick? Limerick. It's like Lim- Patrick. Limerick. Limerick. Limerick Master Bateman. I like, like it. Rimlick. More like Rimlick. Boo, boo, boo. Level goes Canadian. Hey, 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 hey. Seriously though, Canada's the fucking best. They gave us hockey, and they have uh, maple scented money for real. So and Rush, and Rush, and Dan Aykroyd. It's super friendly people. Yeah. So should I tell them what I'm doing? If you feel comfortable. I am going squatching. <laughs> Nice. Hopefully we'll have better luck than we had. Bateman's not going to be there, so you won't see anything. <laughs> you won't be able to catch me. I won't be cranking out big daddies on my fucking <laughs> nana's lawn like you did, you son of a bitch. Hello, this is Sally Fluffernutter with Canada A, and I've caught up with Caffeine Powered, where he is in the great white north of Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, squatching to discuss the new batman casting uh ben affleck everybody that is who will be playing batman uh caffeine powered how do you feel about that hi sally if you could just keep your voice down i think i've seen him that big son of a bitch i've been sitting in my own filth for three fucking days just shitting eating the shit subsistence living um what were we talking about again we're talking about batman Oh, right, yeah. Benny was cast. Good for him. Uh, I saw him down at the dark side a couple weeks ago. I said, Ben, what are you up to? He said, I don't know. Something cool. And then we rubbed our match and dropkick Murphy's tattoos together. I don't, know if the, I don't know if you guys know this, but everyone in Boston's got match and dropkick Murphy tats. Shh. I heard something. Well, what do I think about Ben? Uh, I think he kind of sucks, but I like him. Great director, can't really act very well. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. What was that? Oh, God, it was just me. I'm passing gas. I'm not even realizing it. Sally, I am so alone up here. I am so alone. That's very sad for you, Caffeine Powered. Uh, so how do you think that Ben Affleck is going to play Batman? Do you think he'll do the awesome Batman voice? Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I hope he has a Boston accent. I hope fucking Goya lets him cut loose. Uh, if there's not one, how do you like them apples? I'm, I'm fucking, I'm out. I'm out. P.S. Uh, Matt Damon, Aquaman, I heard that rumor. Fucking terrible. No, but honestly, you know what? It doesn't matter, because you know who's directing this, Sally? Who's directing this? 
that fucking chump Zack Snyder. He's going to ruin it. Him and David Goya are playing fucking Tinker Toys right now, figuring out the script. Everyone's coming all over themselves with hate. Did you know you could come with hate? Did you know that you're being a little bit loud right now for Sasquatch hunting? I'm getting worked up. Oh, wait. I think I heard something. Yeah, no. I get worked up. Yeah, no, as long as Zack Zach Snyder and David Goyer are in charge, it doesn't really matter. They can cast me. Frankly, I'd be a better... No offense, Ben. But I'd be a better Batman. But as long as they're in charge, we're fucked. Those two knuckleheads can go pound sand. Do you have any other musings you'd like to share? Sure. Um, Your own feces only tastes bad the first day. Bigfoot is real and eludes me and my brothers in the great white north. Ben Affleck was awesome in the town. You're not funny if you said he was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Zack Snyder eats his own flatulence. I guess I do too, it doesn't make any sense. And David Goya can't write his way out of a fucking paper bag. Will you hold me, Sally, now while I shit myself again? And that was the ravings of a lunatic. Again, I'm Sally Fluffernutter with Canada, A. Eh? From Toronto Fan Expo with Rendar Frankenstein, Tomahawk Fettuccine, and Bud Rickton. Hey guys, what's going down there in Toronto? This is hey, this is Rendar Frankenstein. I'm with yeah, I'm going to do it because on the phone because we're walking. I'm with Bud Rickton, and Bud Rickton's got a story about giving Princess Leia a T-shirt. So, Bud Rickton, tell us. It was, uh, it was uh, the panel for Carrie Fisher this afternoon, closed out the con. And, uh, you know, people get... Wait, hold on, you can hold it. This way for me to hold it. And, and people at these little Q&As can, um, can ask questions and interact with the celebrities. It's a really cool part of the con. I always look forward to them. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was Carrie Fisher's turn. And, and uh, I, I put my hand up to ask a question and took the opportunity to... Uh, Ask a cool question and then give her uh, a shirt from the booth, which she uh, held up in front of her on the big screen, and and uh, Yubstep was there for all to see. Uh, I made sure she also took it off the table at the end and didn't just leave it or throw it in the garbage. So <laughs> I'm really pleased. Car- uh, Princess Leia now has a Yubstep shirt. Yub Yub. And you think she just wears it as like a nighty with like no pants on underneath it, maybe? <laughs> we didn't give her a 2XL, and she has lost a lot of weight from uh, her glory years intervening between now and when Star Wars came out. I mean, yeah, she doesn't you know, she doesn't look like she did, but her, your goddamn planet could blow it up, you know? Like, <laughs> All right, this is Rinder Frankenstein and Bud Richter reporting on the streets of Toronto. This concludes the boat cast. Um, Bring up the boat. The boat's coming back in, matey. We got to get out of here. Was that a pirate or Jamaican? Oh, it's a Jamaican pirate, man. Arg! Leaving the shores. <laughs> is that is that gonna? Choo choo! Oh, we gotta take the train to the boat. <laughs>
I'm a science fictional derivation of a human lifeline. <laughs>